The scripture reading this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 42 verses 1 to 4. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. I brew as a reed he will not break as smoldering wick he will not snuff out in faithfulness he will bring forth justice he will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth in his teaching the islands were put their hope this is the word of the lord this morning we are very honored and very privileged to have bishop jayakumar to preach to us Blessed Christmas everyone. Yep, Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay. I like your choirs this morning in the first service as well and this this second service and your children choir very lovely. Okay. Uh not many churches have choirs anymore, you know. Uh but it is so lovely to be here on a Christmas day and this is my very first time here. because i've been to kuching so many times but my first time in this church i want to thank reverend lenita and the team of pastors and uh, the lcc members who have given me this invitation to come and to bring god's word to you thank you so much for the privilege and thank you also for the privilege to be able to worship with you and uh, take part in all that is going on you know um it's just so lovely and your your choir so very nice Okay, next time come and sing in peninsula yeah i if i'm i mean wherever i'm preaching i let you know if it is convenient you come and preach i will tell the churches to let you sing <laughs> okay uh will you come okay you are ready children will come or not come to somananjung malaysia to sing in choir kaima kai sese sese niman okay so reverend lenita please ah huh? send the choir <laughs> okay it's good to be here let us pray lord we thank you for this blessed christmas morning for all the songs hymns that we raised to you old hymns some of them modified adapted put to lovely music and raised to you through beautiful voices by children adults we thank you god thank you for the musicians the worship team and everybody today We've made the two services this morning possible. And we thank you for many who have come to worship with us uh after such a long time or maybe for the first time here. We thank you for everybody. And those who keep coming, we thank you, Father. Lord, we are so blessed to be in your presence. And we pray this morning as we hear your word, we may hear you with our hearts 
the silent word that is still pleading we pray that we may hear that voice spoken to our hearts and we may respond appropriately to you this morning thank you god in jesus name we pray amen now there's a song which i came across uh, 35 years ago almost exactly um i i still haven't figured out how to sing the song it's a very difficult song maybe we should have given it to the choir maybe the children choir may have sung it better than me okay so i'm not going to attempt to sing all of that really uh, it's uh, i mean at least for me it is quite a difficult song but it goes something like this the gentle healer came into our town today touch blind eyes and the darkness left to stay more than the blindness he took their sins away the gentle healer came into our town today now that's just first stanza you you haven't heard me sing the second stanza then you won't clap ready okay <laughs> second stanza goes like this the gentle healer came into our town today he spoke one word that was all he had to say the one who had died just rose up straight away the gentle healer came into our town today oh he seems like just an ordinary man when dirty feet and rough with dirty feet and rough but gentle hands the words he says are hard to understand and yet he seems like just an ordinary man the gentle healer he left our town today i just looked around and found he had gone away some folks from town had followed him they say that the gentle healer is the truth the life the way you know i like this song sung by michael cart with his unique voice with his ability to play the guitar so very well and and it this song this song in a nutshell tells me the nature and the dimensions of the ministry of our lord jesus christ and and this song also insists that the one who did all of this for us you know like healing the sick casting out demons raising the dead and all that the, the one who did all of this is the truth the life the way all that he spoke is truth he is the giver of life and he is the way the one that everyone should follow and 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 not only that but he emphasizes again and again that this savior the savior who did all of these miraculous things he is the gentle healer the gentle healer you know and, and and the gentleness of this messiah the gentleness of the savior was foretold long before a few hundred years before even the birth of jesus that the messiah who comes the savior who comes will be very very gentle with the people 
Isaiah chapter 42, he, he foretells this. Yeah. And, and in Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 to 4, we see the mission of Jesus and the characteristics of the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. That the ministry of Jesus will be characterized above all else with gentleness. In fact, this same passage, the Gospel writer Matthew, he quotes this in full in Matthew chapter 12 in verses 18 to 21. I'm not going to read it to you because it is essentially the same passage. Matthew is basically saying to us that the one that Isaiah spoke about is actually Jesus. This Jesus, he went around healing those who were hurting, those who were sick. In other words, Matthew is saying that the, the same Jesus that the people saw, that the apostles encountered, is the Jesus that Isaiah the prophet, like I said a few hundred years earlier, had already spoken about. And about this Jesus, that this Jesus will not raise his voice. You know, in Isaiah 42 verses 1 to 4, Here is my servant, now, this is one of the seven songs in the Old Testament. Here is my servant whom I uphold. This is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nation. So this whole passage is spoken of, is given in the context of God being able to establish justice, righteousness in the nations of the world. I put my spirit on him, he'll bring justice to the nation. He'll not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. You see, because whenever we speak about justice, whenever we speak about righteousness, and those of us who are very passionate about all of that, we tend to raise our voices. And sometimes we even tend to be hard on others in, in wanting to see justice. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong in wanting to see justice. But sometimes we become very harsh with others. As a result, we raise our voices, we emphasize our point. You know. But he will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness, you will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope God will do all of that. And God will do all of that through Jesus. But the characteristic of this Jesus is that He will not shout, He will not cry out, He will not raise His voice in the streets. A bruised reed He will not break. No, Christ will just quietly do the work that God had sent, the Father had sent Him to do. He will carry out, He will fulfill God's plan. This Jesus is not quarrelsome. This Jesus is not arrogant. This Jesus is not proud. He will not draw attention to himself. You know, in the Gospels, we see this again and again. Even though Jesus did a lot of miraculous things and so on, to some of the people, he actually literally said to them, Go, now that you have received the healing, now that you have seen the miracle, go. But don't go and tell others. Because he is not wanting to draw attention to himself. That is Jesus. He will not break bruised, he will not break the bruised reed. A bruised reed, he will not break. You know, in Palestine, there had been an abundance of reeds like the one that you can see on the screen there. 
reeds are actually river grass. They are long, they are hollow, they are empty inside. So as a result, if a strong wind blows, a reed like that can just be bruised, be hurt, be even broken by just strong winds. And once the reed is broken, the reed, it cannot be repaired. It cannot be fixed. Most of us, I think we know about plants here. Those of us who plant things at home and so on, you know that you know some plants, you need to prune them, you need to cut them so that they grow better. The, the, so you, you prune, they do grow. They, they know how to grow back. There are some plants, even trees, they know how to repair themselves. If they are bruised, hurt, they know how to repair themselves. It's, it's kind of an inbuilt within them. But not the reed. The reed, once it is bruised, once it is broken, that's it. It doesn't know how to repair itself. And it's, it's a wonderful image that God is using as He speaks to His people that a bruised reed He will not break. People were in exile. God was speaking to them, saying that a bruised reed, you know, they, they, are, so they, they may be broken and so on, but God will... Take care of them. And when Jesus comes, of course, He sees a lot more broken people. The reeds there symbolize people. It's not just talking about plants. The reeds there talk about people. That people can be bruised, can be broken, can be hurting. People like you and I. Us people, we can be knocked over. We can be knocked over by people. Sometimes people are harsh with us that we easily break. Diseases break us. The pandemic has broken some of us. The loss of loved ones can be tough. And we become broken. Loss of livelihood maybe some people have lost their job and that can also break them. And, and many other circumstances that we go through in life. You know, there are many people who are hurting. Bruised people, broken people, hurting people. And they are around us. In case you think that we are talking about people somewhere else. No, no, no. They are around us. They, they live in our neighborhoods. They work where we work. They eat where we eat. They worship where we worship. Am I right? I'm sure there are people who are broken, who are here. You know, we learn most importantly that Jesus our Lord does not break a person who is already broken. A bruised reed, He will not break. You who are bruised, you who are broken, God will not come into your life to break you. God will come into your life to make you whole, to make you well, to heal you. He doesn't hurt you. God is not a God who will hurt you. You know, but unlike the reed that cannot be fixed, you know, like I said, reed, once it's broken, it is broken. Unlike that, but when it comes to people, Jesus is able to build up broken lives. He's able to give us new strength, heal our damaged lives. Some of you may be seated here thinking, you know, I'm so broken. How can anybody possibly help me? But friends, that is what Christmas is about. 
that God knows your pain and God has come into your pain. God knows your brokenness and God has come into your brokenness. And that is what we see repeatedly in the Gospels. You know, when Jesus came, He reached out and touched those people who were bruised and broken, those people who were even shunned by the society. Every, some people just stayed away from some of those people. But Jesus, He reached out to them. He went where they were. Take for instance the leper. Those with leprosy, normally everybody would just stay away from them. But in the, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, again and again we see Jesus coming across such people, diseased people, cast off by society, shunned by everyone. But Jesus touched them, healed them, made them well. And then we look at the demon possessed again and again. We also see that in the Gospels. People who are possessed by demons, tormented by evil spirits. Some of them even living naked uh, among the tombstones and so on. But Jesus reached out to them, cast out their demons, made them well. And then there was this woman caught in adultery. I, I'm not giving you all these passages. I'm not giving you the references. Huh? Because I'm sure you know. But if you really do not know, then this is a good time to get to know. Before the year is over, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Only four books, four Gospels. Before the year is over. But look at that woman caught in adultery. She was an adulterous woman, meaning to say she would have lived in shame. People would have known her, cast away by the society. People would not, decent people would not have interacted with her. But Jesus, when, when, when this woman was brought to her, Jesus looked at her and said, Go and sin no more. Meaning to say, I've forgiven you. Go and sin no more. Now those are very, very gentle words, very fine words, healing words. That's not the word that she would be expecting to hear. And yet those very words, words that others would not have thought of to say to her. Because everybody was ready to stone her, right? Go and sin no more. Then there was this woman with the bleeding problem. Remember, for years she has had this bleeding problem. A woman with a bleeding problem, or a woman who was bleeding, she would be unclean. The Old Testament law says she would be unclean. Well, let me just say something about this woman. If no, we do not know so much about her, but if she was married, Sexually, she cannot touch her husband. Her husband cannot touch her because she is unclean. If he touched her, he would become unclean. Relationally, if she had children, she cannot touch her children and her children cannot touch her because then they would become unclean. Domestically, she cannot touch the utensils in the house unless she wants to just use it for her own self. But anything that she has touched, others at home cannot touch. 
because then they will become unclean spiritually she was also unclean because she had this bleeding problem she cannot go to the temple cannot be in places of worship so outcast almost like treated like a leper and yet when she comes to jesus touch touches the hem of his garment you see she doesn't understand jesus she thinks that he's just going to be like anybody else but in out of just desperation knowing in her heart that there is healing power with this jesus she does not want to miss this opportunity because it is not every other day that he is going to come by that village or that town and she just quietly goes and touches the hem of his garment so much was her faith not the tip of his finger but the hem of his garment and she was healed and jesus knew that she was healed you know in case you have not noticed this is the only place in the gospels this is the only one place in the gospels where jesus actually looks at this woman and calls her daughter daughter your faith has healed you nowhere else he refers to others in in, in such an endearing term relational word that she, he uses daughter here is a woman who cannot relate to others unclean and yet the son of god looks at her and calls her daughter you know there was this very famous russian author by the name of leo tolstoy tolstoy He says one day he was walking along a certain street and at a distance he saw this beggar sitting there looking out for people to give him some money whatever and Tolstoy was determined that he was going to give something some money to this beggar and so he says that as he was walking towards this beggar Tolstoy put his hand into his one of his pockets and found that there was nothing in there to take out and give so he put his hand into another pocket And, and and possibly another whatever as he was walking along and by the time he reached this beggar he realized that none of his pockets had anything i hope your pockets got something today <laughs> none of those pockets of his had anything in there to give away to a beggar and so he says he reached the beggar he looked at the beggar and tolstoy it seems said to him i am so sorry my brother I have nothing to give to you. You know, it seemed the, the the beggar was just so taken in by these words. He looked at Tolstoy and said, "You gave me so much more. You called me brother. Can you imagine which one of us will look at a beggar and call him or her brother or sister?" But Tolstoy did that. But brothers and sisters, I want to say this to you. God looks at you and calls you sons and daughters. Amen. God looks at us, you and me. And through our relationship with God as we put our faith and trust in Jesus, 
we are referred to as sons and daughters of God. I cannot think of a greater privilege. To be called sons and daughters of the living God. And then in Isaiah verse 3, a bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. You know, in those days people used oil lamps, we know that. Even Jesus' days and even in, during the prophet Isaiah's days, they used oil lamps. Late in the night, the lamp will begin to go out. But before it goes out, it will always start to smolder. You know, some, some smoke will come out uh, because it has run out of oil. Uh, the, the oil lamp has run out of oil. So the wick will actually start burning altogether. So it will release a, a strong odor, a, a, a foul smell. And the light will just flicker and just about to go off. And what they will do is that, you know, because it will be very irritating to the eye, the person who actually set the lamp up will actually snuff out the wick. Just press it all together so that no more smoking, no more whatever. And so just snuff it out and then go back, go, go to sleep. But this passage is saying, but that is not what Jesus will do. Because a smoldering wick represents people as well. People who started out well in spiritual things, especially they started out well. They were burning very brightly for God. They had a deep relationship with God. And at one time, they were really on fire for God, burning out well for others to see as well. You know, others could see. And others, you know, they, they were drawn. They, they, their lives drew others to Jesus as well. No, but somewhere along the way, something happened. I'm not sure what. And those persons have also become like a smoldering wick. Their lights are about to go off. Their faith has diminished, had become so little. Some of them are probably thinking that, I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm losing my faith, I'm losing direction, I'm not sure anymore. I don't know whether to hold on to this faith or not. You know, but Isaiah says when Jesus comes, he's not going to put out the light. You know, some of us we may say that my light is very little. I think it's going to go out. Isaiah is saying, no, when Jesus comes, he will not put out the light. He will in fact fan that flame into something much brighter. He'll give you the oil of life so that you may shine so much brighter for Christ. In fact, He wants to bring the light to greater strength than even before. You see, the nature of Jesus is gentleness. The nature of Jesus is tenderness. The nature of Jesus is kindness. Some of you may be thinking, sitting down here thinking, you know, I, I've almost lost my faith. I've stayed away from church. I've just come back. I've just come here today. Maybe I just want to show my face here and just go away. Jesus is very tender with you this morning. He's reaching out to you, wanting to just minister to you. You know, our life, Lights may, may, may flicker. Yeah. Our faith may be wavering because of sin, because of selfishness, because of wrong company that we keep. Neglect of prayer, neglect of, of, of reading the Bible, neglect of Bible study, neglect of small groups, neglect of church attendance. 
brothers and sisters jesus wants to fan your flame into fire give more oil help us burn brighter jesus wants to bring renewal to your souls and that is what christmas is about god has come to us to bring life renewal refresh us and draw us closer to himself a smoldering wick he will not snuff out he will enable you for those of you sitting here wondering whether you can even finish the race he will enable you to finish the race and finish it so gloriously if you will let him do so amen brothers and sisters maybe you are the bruised reed maybe you are the smoldering wick jesus wants to make an impact in your life and he wants to do it this morning not even tomorrow not later this afternoon but this morning in this very place you may be thinking that you just came by here by accident somebody called you or you just strayed and came here no god brought you here today and god means business with you this morning gentle savior he wants to bring healing into your life and make you wholesome complete he wants to do that you see the the cross of christ we often think about it only as a message of forgiveness oh jesus died for me you know, yeah and and certainly it is it is please don't misunderstand me it is a message of reconciliation forgiveness and all that but the message of the cross the message of the christmas is also about restoring the life of the forgiven sinner god wants to restore you to himself this morning god wants to draw you into a deeper relationship with himself this morning sin has broken us brothers and sisters sin has brought untold miseries into our lives brothers and sisters but the gentle savior jesus he wants to do a deeper thing in your life you know life sometimes can be so overwhelming in the last 3 years i've heard about so many people's pains and let me tell you it is not just lay members pains I've had pastors who have like kept me awake texting me until late at night and sometimes I wonder what's really going on there's not a person who will even text me uh, lengthily in the daytime but here is a person who is texting me late at night in the last 3 years especially life has been very hard with a lot of people the pandemic has brought untold pains to a lot of people and in the last 3 years honestly I say to you there are so many people whom i personally know who have just passed on it seems like you know the, i i finished 31 years in the pastoral ministry but it seems like in this last 3 years i've heard about more people dying than i've heard of before i've heard of more pain in the last 3 years than i've heard of before life has been harsh for some of us You know there's a there's there's a hymn that we normally sing 
during Christmas, especially you know this hymn. It came upon the midnight clear. It came upon the midnight clear. That glorious song of old. You know that. You should join me and sing with me. Oh, never mind, never mind. It's okay. Maybe you are hungry. <laughs> There's a stanza in that hymn that goes like this: "And ye beneath life's crushing load, those of you who find that life has brought loads, burdens, very heavy, like put on your shoulder and is crushing you, is just weighing you down." Whose forms are bending low? You know, you you see some people walking like that, walking like this, not because they have a hunchback, but because the burdens are so heavy. They just feel emotionally, spiritually, even physically, mentally, just weighed down. He beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low. You know, because of the pains in life, you just you're bending, bending more and more. Who toil along the climbing way? You know, the path for you is 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 not a level path. The path for you seems to be like just moving up, up because it's so challenging. Just taking you up, up, and 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 you're struggling along the way. That he says that who toil along the climbing way. With painful steps and slow, you know, the tougher it gets, the more you slow down, the more it becomes painful, the more it adds strain to you mentally, physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. Maybe with painful steps and slow, but then the author just interjects and he says, "Look now, look, for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing." As much as you are going through so much of hardship, so much of pain, so many struggles, but look, what God has done for you in Jesus is that there's like a a golden hour just breaking into in, into your life at this moment. He is like just flying to you. Come swiftly on the wing, or rest beside the weary road, and hear the angels saying, "You know, all those of you who are struggling along the way." Brothers and sisters, pull over, pull over. Rest beside the weary road, the tiring road. Rest and hear the angels sing. Of course, this is put more poetically. Hear the angels sing, but we turn to the gospels. The angels don't sing; the angels speak, but they bring good news of great joy, isn't it? And hear the angels say. I bring you good news of great joy. This Jesus is tender, is compassionate. He's reaching out, touching you, touching your life, wanting to make your life a beautiful one. I dare say this morning. I dare say this morning. Here and now, God is willing to touch your lives and make it a beautiful life. Amen. Would you want that this morning? Would you want that this morning? Do you want God to do something beautiful in your life this morning? If yes, can I invite you to stand? Even though you are hungry, never mind. Stand. <laughs> Those really unable to stand, don't worry. You know, 
But if you want God to do something wonderful in your life, and say, God, I want to hand over my life to you. Yeah, I'm that bruised reed. I'm that smoldering wick. I'm the one who's going through all the tough times, difficulty, workplace, home, relationship, finance, even church. I'm the one. I'm the one having that pain. I'm the one carrying that burden. I want you to do this. There's no magic in this, but I do this all over. I want you to just put your hands together, your palms together, your hands like that together. Okay. This is just symbolically, listen to me carefully. This is just a symbolic way of saying, God, I bring to you my empty life. I bring to you my empty life. I bring to you my pains. I offer to you my burdens, the challenges, the financial difficulty, the relationship difficulty, difficulty in church, difficulty wherever, at workplace, whatever. I bring all of that to you. Lord Jesus, come and do a miraculous thing in my life on this Christmas day. Can you say that to God? In your own ways, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going through. Or just simply say to God, God, bless me. Do you want a blessing? Can I invite you? Do you want a blessing? Because I'm going to pray for you. I have faith in my heart. If today you don't have faith, don't worry about it. You just trust in my faith. Yeah? I'm going to pray God's blessing upon you. But you pray first, then I will pray for you. You pray first. Close your eyes, put your hands together and say, God, I offer my life to you. I offer my pains to you. I offer my struggles to you. Just say to God whatever you must say. This is a time just totally between you and God. You bring whatever pains, challenges. You ask Him for whatever. Whatever that will bring glory and honor to God. Whatever that will bless your life. I know some of you have come here with pain. All kinds of pains. But Jesus is reaching out to you, brothers and sisters. As he reached out to the leper, as he reached out to the, to the woman with a bleeding problem, to the adulterous woman, to the demon possessed and so on. Jesus is here. Is your burden heavy as you bear it all alone? Does the road you travel harbor dangers yet unknown? Are you growing weary? In the struggle of 
of it all. Jesus will help you with all his name you call. He's always there, hearing every prophet full and true. Walking by our side, in his love we hide all the day through. When you get discouraged, just remember what to do. Reach out to Jesus, he's reaching out to you. Is the life you're living filled with sorrow and despair? Does the future press you with its worry and its care? Are you tired and jealous? Have you almost lost your way? Jesus will help you. Just talk to him today. He's always there, hearing every perfect, full and true. Walking by our side, in his love we hide all the day through. Discouraged, just remember what to do. Reach out to Jesus, He's reaching out to you. Reach out to Jesus, He's reaching out to you. Lord, we give you thanks. For we have this assurance that you are tender, you are loving, you are so kind and you are so gentle with us. And this morning you are reaching out to us. And that's the story of Christmas. That Jesus has come to restore to himself those who are bruised, those who are smoldering, those who are weak, those who are giving up, those who are in pain, burdened, carrying a heavy load, those who are struggling, and some are struggling alone. But Lord, I pray this morning, speak to my brothers and sisters, assure them, Lord, that they are not alone. Lord Jesus, you are with them. You are with us because you are Emmanuel. You are God with us. And so I pray for all my brothers and sisters here, no matter what the challenges are, what the pain is in their life, I pray for your healing upon their lives. I pray that you make them wholesome, well, complete. That you restore them to a good right relationship with you. I also pray, Lord, for those who do not know you yet. 
I pray they'll come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. Brothers and sisters, while all eyes are closed, all eyes closed, all heads bowed. I want to ask you this morning, is there anyone who would say to me, Jaya, I want to walk closer with God. I want to know this Jesus a little bit more. Is there anyone here like that? You just raise your hand, just put it down. I'm not going to ask you to come forward or anything like that. Just raise your hand, put it down. Jaya, I want to walk closely with Jesus. Jaya, I want to get to know Jesus a little bit more. Yeah, I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? I just want to know Jesus a little bit more. I want to walk closely with Him. Is there anyone here? This really between you and God. Would you just put your hand up? Just put it down. Yeah, I, I see that hand. I've seen three or four hands so far. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Almighty God, our Father, we thank you and praise you. I pray that many lives will be touched this morning. I pray that many lives will be blessed. Every life will be blessed, Lord. I pray, Father, that Jesus will be so much more real in all our lives that we can just transfer our pains and our burdens over to you and enable us, please, to walk closely with you. Enable us, please. And there are many of my brothers and sisters who have raised all sorts of prayers to you, Lord, possibly this morning. I pray for all of them. Lord, please hear their prayers. Please hear their prayers. I intercede on their behalf. I pray for them. Please hear their prayers. Let this be a new beginning for them. In Jesus' name I ask of you. Amen.